you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of See the Sunrise. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ, God's son, in your everyday circumstance. And how befitting that in this episode of Seeing the Sunrise, we celebrate the sun, Jesus Christ himself. It's Christmas, and many people all over the world have taken a pause to celebrate the one who was sent because of God's unconditional love for us. In an effort to emulate God's love, many find themselves going out and searching for that special gift for their loved ones, that gift that you pray will bring delight and happiness. But not all good gifts are found in ornately wrapped packages or in a department store. Some of the most precious gifts are found right in front of us. The gift of life is a special gift, no matter how difficult it may be, because we know that life, while it may not always be joyous, we can always have hope. And hope says that although things are not what I'd like them to be, there is still a chance that things can turn around. That is what the birth of Jesus Christ ushers in. He ushers in hope. These are difficult times for a lot of people. Here in the United States alone, millions of people have filed for unemployment. A global pandemic has riddled the land and brought unexpected hardship and loss. To date, over 323,000 people in the United States have died due to COVID and a reported 19.3 million cases have been identified. Not only have we lost so many lives, but many are the lines of people seeking food and resources to maintain their daily living. With so much hardship and distress, where then is hope, especially when you can't see beyond your circumstance? I wanna tell you that there is a place you can turn when it seems like you have nowhere else to go and it's found in Jesus Christ. Some of you are probably already saying, I need food, I need shelter, I need employment. Where is Jesus when none of these things are being met? I declare he is right there and he can get you through tough times. Often when you hear preachers saying such word as the Lord will make a way, trust in his unfailing promises, it falls on deaf ears or seems unfathomable. You think to yourself, how can they possibly understand my situation? They don't know how tough it is. I've tried everything. I've worked so hard. Yet, for some reason, you hang on with some glimmer of hope that things might turn out okay. Life is good at robbing us of hope, but God's word has a way of encouraging you, encouraging you even in dark times. God's word is soothing, and the spirit within the word, somehow in some subtle way, it makes you believe that you'll get through it just don't give up. So how does one do this? How do we find that small glimmer? Must they search for it? I need it now. Let me share a couple of hopefully familiar stories with you, and hopefully you'll begin to understand the comfort and hope. There is a story of a woman with an issue of blood found in Matthew chapter 9. 
Her story is also noted in Mark chapter 5 and Luke chapter 8. This woman had been suffering according to scripture for 12 years. She'd gone to many physicians and spent all the money she had, and no one could heal her. Instead of getting better, she was getting worse. But she heard. Listen to what the Bible says here. She heard about Jesus and believed that if she could touch his clothes, just his cloak, that she would be healed. She believed. That was faith. But she also had hope. Hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. She hoped she would be healed, but she took it a step further and she believed or had faith that she would be healed. But don't miss this. The Bible said she heard about Jesus. See, she didn't just hear anything. She just wasn't listening to rhetoric. She wasn't listening to the people around her. It said she heard about Jesus. What does it mean to hear about Jesus? This woman heard about Jesus, but she recognized that there was something she was going to have to do to receive exactly what she needed. Let's look at another familiar story before the woman with the issue of blood received her healing. There was a man by the name of Jairus. He was a synagogue leader. He came to Jesus and fell at Jesus's feet, pleading with him about his daughter who was dying. Now notice, he's a synagogue leader, so that means he was familiar uh, with the church and with church doctrine and uh, with leading others and leading people and sharing about God. And here he was struggling. That should tell us something about that all of us will have trials in our life. But it's what we do in the midst of those trials that determines who we believe in and what we, we hope in. Jairus wanted Jesus to come and lay his hands on his daughter. She had been sick and she had died. But before Jesus could respond uh, to the man, the woman with the issue of blood kind of interrupted them. She had approached Christ, and that's when he had turned around to see who touched him. It was after this woman received her healing and her short dialogue with Jesus that uh, Jesus went and entered into the synagogue leader's house. Jairus hoped that Jesus would touch his daughter, for he said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hands on her and she will live. He hoped, but he also had faith. He had faith enough to believe that if Jesus simply touched his daughter, that she would live, and she did. Whether these stories are familiar or not, the bottom line is this. They are clear examples of individuals who had hope. Hope with evidence as they had heard and seen what Jesus had done, and they did not doubt what he could do. Another message to take away from these two stories is this. God is not always on our timetable. Notice that the father Jairus came to Jesus first. He could have been frustrated, got angry and impatient with the woman who had interrupted his encounter with Christ. And in an indirect way, he, she pulled Jesus' focus from him and his need to this strange woman crawling around on the ground just to touch Christ. Jesus isn't on our timetable, but he does hear us, and he knows what you need. He hasn't forgotten you. You are his children. We are his sheep, the sheep of this in his pasture, and we know that he is the good shepherd. As often as he delivered his chosen people from their calamity throughout the Bible, he hasn't changed. His word said he does not change. He hasn't changed, and he will deliver you too if you just hang in there and have hope. The story of the woman with the issue of blood 
Jairus' daughter who died may not be your story, but they are relatable and should bring some light to any heaviness or dark times you might be experiencing. I've experienced my own dark days of hoping, of needing Jesus to enter into my dark days. And it was his word, the word of God, the scriptures, that's what spoke life into me. The story of Christmas is a story of hope. I remember the Christmas that I was so sad because we received no gifts. And I may have told this story before, but it bears repeating. Because even in the, in the time of lack and the time of uncertainty and the time of confusion and not understanding, because children don't necessarily understand adult concerns or issues, but we were, we as a family, me, my siblings were left to navigate an adult world in children's bodies. But it taught me a lot of things. It taught me about a real God who loved his people and understood our hurts and our pains. And he was never going to neglect us, nor was he going to leave, leave us. The story of Christmas is a story of hope. Hear the story of hope that was ushered into the world, the one we celebrate this Christmas day, coming from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room, no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone all around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. Sisters and brothers, we have heard and seen many things that God has done, and He will continue to do the miraculous. He will continue to deliver. He will continue to heal. He also is a God of restoration. This Christmas day, I pray you have a day that is filled with hope, a, a life to come that is filled with hope. 
even in the most dire of circumstances, you can trust that God is faithful. And we know that God sent his son to redeem us. Just like the angel of the Lord appeared to them, God is appearing to you today. And as he appears to you, he's saying, don't be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. I leave you with this message on this Christmas day. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. May God bless you this Christmas season. I will be praying for all of you who are suffering and struggling this year. God already knew and trust him. Trust him to deliver and trust him to bring you to a better place, to a hope and a future. Have faith in the word that you have read and believed. God is faithful and he will do exactly what he said. As you celebrate this Christmas day, as you look around at all God has blessed you with, make sure and render thanks to him. And always look up and see the sunrise because he will rise in your life every day. God bless you all. Merry, Merry Christmas.